Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. When we talk about heart knowledge versus head knowledge, uh, head knowledge is to merely know things about God. Head knowledge is to have intellectual information about God, and, and that's a good thing. We're not saying that's bad. That is a good thing. You want to have uh, intellectual information about God. Uh, we're not saying uh, turn off our brains altogether. <laughs> Amen. But man, what I want you to know is that when your head knowledge becomes heart knowledge, that's where the power is activated in the Christian life. You see, when, when your head knowledge becomes heart knowledge, that's when you go from merely knowing things about God to God being a living reality in your life. And there's something very powerful when God suddenly becomes more real to you than your problems. Now, you're not denying that there's issues going on, but man, God becomes more real to you. Instead of magnifying the problem, you now begin to magnify the Lord. Instead of talking to God about your problem, now you begin to talk to the problem about your God. Amen. You begin to uh, speak to the problem in the authority of, of Jesus. Amen. And, and you begin uh, to operate to a greater degree in the authority that he has given you as a believer. Now, that is a result of heart knowledge of God that is a result of you uh, not merely knowing things about God but God becoming a living reality in your heart now we've been using this example that is kind of like uh, an apple pie <laughs> you know you can know all there is to know about an apple pie you can know exactly what goes into that recipe how long to bake it but man if you've never actually tasted the apple pie you don't really know as much about the apple pie as you think you do. Now, it's the same thing with God. You can know all kinds of information about God, uh, intellectual information. And this is really where I believe a lot of the body of Christ is. Uh, perhaps a guy went to seminary uh, and, and you know he knows all the uh, doctrines, all the uh, head knowledge, man. But my question is, is Jesus a living reality in his heart? You see, a guy can know all the principles of faith and confession. My question is, is Jesus a reality in his heart? You see, what Satan has been doing is he's really getting the body of Christ uh, to a point where we've, uh, a lot of us have been stuck in, in head knowledge. You know, we've been stuck in, in knowing doctrines. We've been stuck in knowing things about God. We've been stuck in arguing about what's, what the uh, correct, uh, what, what that scripture means. You know, that's why there's so many different denominations in the body of Christ. Why, uh, how can that happen? How can we all read the same Bible, but come up with all these different denominations? Well, guys, I'm submitting to you. It's because we've been stuck in having head knowledge, whereas God wants us to have heart knowledge. God wants us uh, uh, to know Him. You see, He doesn't want us to just know things about Him. He wants us to actually know Him. And so that's where the power comes in the Christian life. And, and man, what you're going to see today is that in order for you to have heart knowledge of God, you got to come to an end of yourself. You see, I'm going to show you again that it is about you understanding the grace and truth that came by Jesus versus the law that came by Moses. So long as you're operating under the law, 
you're actually blocking God from fully revealing himself in, in, uh, in your heart. And, and the, the law of Moses, this is what I'm getting at today, is, uh, man, this is radical. I, I, I truly believe that a lot of people in the body of Christ, they know intellectually we're not under the law, but man, I believe there's a lot of people who are operating under the law and they don't even know they're doing it. They don't even know they're doing it. You see, this is how deep this thing goes. Uh, you are actually operating under the law, man, any time, any time. Now, this is radical. Any time that you think that you got to do in order to get God to do. Any time that you think that God is responding to something that you are doing, you're actually operating under the law. Now, this is radical because people will say, Alex, so we're not going to do anything anymore. No, what I'm going to show you, uh, friend, is that when you have heart knowledge of God, when Jesus, man, is a living reality in your heart, now your motivation is no longer to try to get God to do something. No, now your motivation is born out of, the, out of your heart knowledge of Jesus. Your motivation is born out of your heart knowledge of God. And so all of your actions now become works of faith rather than you, uh, you know, confessing the word to try to get God to move in your life or you trying, you know, struggling to try to live a, a, a righteous and holy lifestyle, man. Instead, you just, uh, you look to Jesus, man. You look to Jesus who's alive in your heart and now he will now give birth to your actions. In other words, uh, your, your actions are born out of your faith in Jesus. They will be motivated by the Holy Spirit they will be inspired uh, uh, by his love, you see. And so uh, we still do, we still do things. It's just that the motivation for our doing uh, changes. This is works of faith versus uh, the works of, of the law, you see. Now I've shared with you uh, before, first of all, that man was not created to function effectively apart from God. You see, you were not created to be able to live right apart from God. Now what happens, I truly believe in a lot of cases, is we get born again, uh, we receive Jesus, but then, man, we now try to live this Christian life without Him. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you got born by grace through faith, uh, you got saved by grace through faith, but now all of a sudden you think it's about you performing, you struggling, you striving. Oh, Alex, I got to work hard so that I won't fall into sin today. Well, uh, let me tell you this, man, uh, it's not going to work that way. You see. I'm just going to say it right now, that, that, that Satan doesn't have to try to get you to sin. The only thing that Satan has to do, he has to try to get you to keep the law. That's it, guys. Satan has been getting the church to a point where uh, where we kind of just got hung up on on that law of Moses, the old covenant. And so uh, as long as a Christian is, is performing under the pattern of the law of Moses, man, you will always run into some kind of bump, man. <laughs> it's always going to be like a bump in the road, you know. Uh, there's always going to be something that's going to short-circuit your growth. There's always going to be something that's going to cut you off from seeing the promises of God in your life. And what it is, is that you're still trying to work for it. You're still trying to uh, earn it, you're, or, or you're still trying to you know, Alex, let me just make sure I got enough faith to, 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 to see this breakthrough in my life. Well, friend, that's not how this thing is supposed to work. You were not created to function effectively apart from God. Man was created to live in intimate fellowship with God, and man was created to actually be completely dependent upon God. 
it is really instead of me working hard to not sin it's like lord i need you lord i need you to teach me how to live right lord i need you to teach me uh, how to love lord i need you to teach me uh, uh, how to do this thing that i've been called to do you see you live a life of complete dependence upon him in absolutely everything man that you do that is the beginning of heart knowledge of god now i've shared with you as well that all darkness that we see in the world is really the absence of heart knowledge of God. Uh, the reason there's darkness in the world, sickness, sin, people living in ungodly lifestyles is because they do not have the knowledge of God in their hearts. We looked at a scripture last week that showed us that what Adam really lost in the fall was heart knowledge of God. And so this is the number one thing. You may think, well, pastor, how important can this really be to have heart knowledge of God? Man, I'm telling you, friend, it's everything. It's really everything. You see, the Bible says that the issues of life flow out of the heart. And so whatever's going on in your life ultimately can be traced back to what's in your heart. And friend, can I tell you, God is supposed to be in your heart. God wants to be in your heart. Now, I'm not saying this in a way that, 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 that I'm trying to condemn anybody. No, man, all of us are a work in progress. None of us is fully there. But what I am saying, no matter where you may find yourself today in your walk uh, with the Lord, I want you to understand that your number one focus needs to be, Lord, make yourself real in my heart. Lord, give me a greater revelation of your presence in my life. Uh, and, and then it becomes all about, Lord, now teach me. Lord, come in and show me. Uh, Lord, show me how I can do better with my temper. Lord, show me how I can do better with my kids. Lord, you see, it's, it's really about you humbling yourself to the point where you know that you can do nothing without Him. You can do nothing without Him. You see, anytime you try to do something in your own strength or effort, that's you operating under the pattern of the law. Praise God. You see, when God is real in our hearts, we no longer need to argue about whether or not God still heals today. No, when He's real in your heart, man, you know that you know that you know that you know that He's the God who heals you. When God is real in your heart, we no longer need to argue about whether or not God wants us to prosper, man. First of all, you know you can't prosper without Him. It said in the book of Job, the Bible says, who has hardened himself against him and prospered. And so the only way for you to prosper is God being in your heart. You see, the only way for you to experience good success in your life is God being alive in your heart. The only way uh, for you to walk in the calling that God has for you is for God to be alive in your heart. Man cannot know God intellectually. Man can only know God heart to heart. You see, and without Jesus being alive in our hearts, what happens is we'll always fall back into some type of performance. We'll always fall back into thinking that we got to perform, that it's about us doing versus about what Jesus, praise God, has already done. Man, I'm here to preach to you Jesus. I'm here to preach to you his finished work, man. I'm, I'm here to preach to you that what he did 2,000 years ago, man, it is sufficient for you. What he did 2,000 years ago, man, is sufficient for you to now receive all things pertaining to your life and godliness. And so your life as a Christian is not, oh, let me just work harder to, to live right or let me just work harder to try to get this promise to manifest in my life. No, man, your life as a Christian is, let me look to Jesus. 
Let me have a grace encounter with Jesus. Praise God. Lord, make yourself real in my heart. Man, and when he's real in your heart, everything else will flow out of that. Praise God. Praise God. If you understand that, say amen. Now, man, let's let's get into this. Uh, let's 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 look at some things here. I want to I want us to look at again uh, at at John seventeen three because I want you to really see. It's about knowing him. It's about knowing him. It's about knowing him. This is uh, Jesus actually defining for us eternal life in John seventeen three. Uh, Jesus is really giving us here his uh, definition of salvation. And, and, and look how he describes it. Verse 3 says this. He says, and this is life eternal. This is life eternal. He's defining it now. He's, he's not saying this comes as a result of life eternal. He's saying this is it. And life eternal is not just going to heaven. It's really the abundant life that Jesus came to give. It's the Zoe life of God that he came to give you. And so he's saying this is it. He's saying this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And so eternal life, he's saying, is to know God. It's to have knowledge of God and Jesus, in other words, to know God through Jesus, whom thou hast sent. And this knowledge he's talking about is not intellectual knowledge. It is heart knowledge of God. Look at this in the Amplified. Amplified verse 3 says, and this is eternal life. It means to know, which is, to, which is uh, defined like this, to perceive, to recognize, become acquainted with, and understand you, the only true and real God, and likewise to know him, Jesus, as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. Now, this is the definition of heart knowledge. He defines it to perceive God, to recognize God, to become acquainted with, and to understand God. You see, and, 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 and we've been breaking it down like this, that it's to perceive his presence in your life. It is to recognize his activity in your life. In other words, you know, man, as you're sitting here listening to this message, I want you to know the Holy Ghost is working on your behalf right now. You see, I want you to know God is at work for you right now. If you are a believer, uh, how many of you are believers? Amen. If you're a believer, God is working on your behalf right now. The scripture says that God shows himself active on behalf of his people. He shows himself active on behalf of those who wait for him. I want you to say right now, I want you to say God is working for me right now. I want you to say the Holy Spirit is at work in my life right now. And so there might be some stuff going on that's concerning you. Uh, health challenge, maybe it's an issue with your kids, whatever the case may be. Uh, I want you to know, man, God is at work behind the scenes of your life right now. It's not a matter of you trying to get him to work in your life. No, it's a matter of you. Can you just trust that he's already at work in your life? Can you just begin to rest in this truth that he's already working in your life? And then the scripture says to become acquainted with God. Now that is to be acquainted with his voice. In other words, uh, you talk to him and you know, you're, you're so focused on cultivating that relationship with him. You talk to him, man, and what happens eventually, you become acquainted with his voice and you begin to recognize when he talks back to you. 
You see, prayer is a two-way conversation. <laughs> Sometimes people have a hard time hearing from God simply because they're always just doing all of the talking, man, you know? And so sometimes all we got to do is we just got to remember to quiet our hearts and just to listen, just to listen. We'll talk more about that and to understand God is to have a deeper understanding of his nature and his character and his uh, plans for you, which are for good. You see, sometimes we got to really emphasize that, that, that God is good. You see, sometimes we can have so much intellectual knowledge about God that we, we is that really true? You know, is, is, is God really good? You know, does he really want us to, to, to prosper? Well, I want you to understand if you have heart knowledge of God, you know that he is good. You know that the scripture says that every perfect gift comes from the Father. Every good and every perfect gift comes from him. And so in other words, man, if he's alive in your heart, you know he's not the God who's making you sick. You know he's not the God who's making you poor. He's the God who has a good plan and a good purpose for your life. Now, we are going to look at all of this some more in greater detail, but we're really going to focus in on this first part here uh, for the next few weeks, which is to perceive his presence in your life. And what that really is, is you beginning to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number one thing for heart knowledge of God is you understanding, man, that he's always with you. He's not a God who's far off. It's not a matter of you praying and hopefully God out there is going to hear my prayer. No, it's really a matter of you understanding, man, that he's right where you are. He's right where you are. If you're born again, He's taken up residence on the inside of you. And so you're not praying to a God who's far off, man. You're praying to the God who lives on the inside of you. You're praying to the God who is an ever-present help in time of need. You're praying to a God who has said, who has promised in his word that he will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, and so you having heart knowledge of God is you understanding his grace. And so you know that no matter the mistakes you may have made, no matter no matter the sin you may have fallen into, man. He is always with you. As a result of what Jesus has done, sin can no longer keep God apart from you. You see? And so, and so he's right there where you're at. And so you beginning to perceive his presence, man, it's nothing weird or mystical. It's just you having an awareness that he's here. And so if you have an awareness that he's there, man, you, you, you talk things over with him. You actually talk to him. You see, I've shared before that instead of uh, an issue comes up and, and you start to panic, you know, uh, and, and you, you call up 10 friends and tell them about this bad thing that just happened and put it all over social media, you know, oh, crazy, crazy stuff. No, <laughs> no, what you do, man, is your first response becomes, Lord, what do you want me to do about this? Lord, this issue came up. Uh, I know it's not a surprise to you, Lord. And so, Lord, now, how do you want me to deal with this? How do you want me to respond to this? And you just begin to talk to him. And so that is to practice his presence, to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're going to get into, I said, the number one thing that uh, blocks sometimes the uh, transformation uh, in our lives that we've been looking for and it is really, like I said earlier, it's you performing under the law versus you understanding that you as a born-again believer, you're not under the law of Moses. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has taken the place of the law of Moses in your life. You see, if you're born again, 
And we looked at this a few weeks ago. You're if you're born again, the, you're not under the law. You're not under the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, God gave that law simply to show us our need for a Savior. Uh, and it's not just the Ten Commandments. It's the 600 plus commandments that came in addition to those Ten Commandments, you see. Uh, I want you to understand, guys, that the relationship between God and man you know, I said that man was created to live in intimate fellowship with God, and uh, the relationship can never work anytime you think that God is putting a demand on you. You see, this is where we get hung up. We think God is putting a demand on us to either do this or, you know, get rid of this sin or whatever the case may be, but it can never work that way. Why? Because because man, as a result of the fall, man, we, we can't perform in that way. God's standard is perfect. None of us can keep that perfect standard. And so anytime you think that you got to perform under the law to keep the standard of God, man, you're kind of creating a gap, really, in a sense, a separation uh, between you and God, because you still think you got to try to earn his favor. You still think you got to try to uh, get into right standing with him. You still think that you have to try to perform to get his blessings versus you believing it's already been made available. And so the law creates a separation between God and man because under the old covenant law, there was separation between God and man. How many know uh, that, that man and God were separated in the old covenant because of sin? But man, if, if, if you're born again in Christ as a result of what Jesus has done, that separation is gone. And so God is right where you are. God is, is present in your life. God has already provided for you what you need. And so your appropriate response now is, Lord, I'm available. I'm available for your goodness. In fact, say that out loud, say that out loud right now. Say, Lord, I'm available to see your goodness in my life today. Say, Lord, I have an earnest expectation of good. Father, I can't wait to see your goodness in my life today. In fact, you want to get up every day and say, thank you, Father, for another day. Thank you, Lord, you've blessed me with another day. Lord, I can't wait to see your goodness in my life today. Lord, I can't wait to see your favor in my life today. You see, that is to be your, that's how this relationship between you and God is supposed to work. It's not you performing and trying to do things for God. It's you being available to what he's already done. And see, out of that, man, your works are going to come. Out of that, your purpose is going to come. Out of that, uh, everything that's necessary in order for you to live this victorious life is going to come. And so I want you to really catch that. Turn with me to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 uh, gives us really the correct heart knowledge of God because uh, it's so important to have... It's really important to have the correct knowledge of God, because if you have incorrect knowledge of God, man, then everything is going gonna, is gonna to crumble. What do I mean by incorrect knowledge of God is, again, thinking that, you know, you, you, you still got to earn uh, 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 to, you still got to work uh, to earn his favor in your life versus, man, understanding that what Jesus did shifted everything around. Because what Jesus did, it's no longer my performance first and then God. No, because of what Jesus did, man, it's Jesus first. And as a result of what he's done, everything else will follow out of that. You know, it's, 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 man, I really, I really pray you guys are catching this. 
I really pray you guys are, are catching this. I'm going to show you in a moment the scripture, which is so awesome, which is going to show you that that the law, anytime you're performing under the law, it actually creates spiritual blindness in your life. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.